Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Jess will be with us in a moment. And we are too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, Jess and I would be billionaires. We've got a good show ahead of us. We're going to be talking about three more pro-lifers guilty of the FACE Act, charged face up to 11 years in prison. Joan Andrews, who I've known for 40 years in the pro-life movement, she's really just an amazing woman. She'll be, she's in there on that. And also, interesting note on COVID. You know, we say that COVID's on the rise. Which states now protect churches from closures? And I think it's pretty clear. It's really amazing. It's Well, the Democratic states like California, they want them closed. And the Republican states in general want them open. So I thought that, well, you know, it kind of fits their, pro, their what they call the, the profile of what they stand for. One stands for God, one doesn't. One says that, you know, God's not part of the platform. One says we're going to kill unborn babies. The other says we're going to protect them. Well... You know, that makes sense. Jesse, are you with us, brother? I think I am, Terry. Can you hear me? I can I can hear you, but I don't I see uh I don't see you. But that's all right, brother. You're here with us. And Jesse, I want to say the good to know file. Bishop Strickland yesterday came out with a new uh pastoral letter. And uh basically I think everybody should hear it. I'm gonna be talking to Bishop Strickland in about four hours for a show uh, on this, but um it's something that you can get from bishopstrickland.com. And it basically talks and reaffirms, obviously, what the church teaches on marriage and on the priesthood, which is something that Jess and I have been saying. It's really important that you major on the fundamentals of the faith. So that's a, that's a good thing that you should consider reading. Also, maybe you didn't hear this, but down in South America and Brazil, they're building a statue of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that's 11 stories high. It's bigger than anyone in the world. And I just want to compliment them because anytime we can show some sign of God, whether it's a statue in our front yard, uh, a scapula that we wear, any kind of image that shows a miraculous medal and a world that acts like God doesn't exist, I'm all for the Brazilians building that huge statue. I wish, you know, back years ago we had one built on the 101 freeway up in Santa Clara at Our Lady of Grace. And I can still see it today. And that was, what, 45 years ago when Father Sweeney built that so all the more statues, I think it's a, a good thing. Jess, how about, how about your need-to-know file? What do you got going, brother? A couple of need-to-know files. The Chinese authorities are punishing a Catholic priest oh, yeah. in China. He was convicted of fraud and impersonating religious personnel this month after he refused to register with the state-sanctioned Chinese Catholic Patriotic Association. <laughs> so the court imposed administrative penalties on Father Incredible. Joseph Yang which include the cessation of his priestly activities and the confiscation of illegal proceeds and a fine. They also fine him as well. Yeah. An another bit of news Tell us. is a suspended Texas attorney general has been reinstated. That's good news. That's a victory. Yes, it is. The Texas Senate voted that Texas attorney general Ken Paxson Jr. should be acquitted. The majority vote on each article in its impeachment trial was for acquittal. The senators voted to dismiss the four remaining impeachment articles and adjourn for the session. Lieutenant Governor Dan, Dan Patrick reinstated Paxton as attorney general. And Terry, this is being done by the deep state out in Texas. The oh, Uniparty, yeah. Mo most especially the, uh, the, 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 uh, the Bush regime, mm -hmm. uh, which we've come to, uh, sadly, we've come to discover that, that they're nothing but uh, uniparty rhinos. Yeah. Also, um, this is why uh, 
this is why children shouldn't be allowed to choose their gender, Terry, because because they lack critical thinking skills when they're young. There's a video, and maybe, maybe we'll show it on the in the next segment yeah, or the third it. segment. It's a good one. Yeah, there's a video. Uh, 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 there's a video. It's an, it's Infowars. Yeah, where they have a child, and the father puts ten thousand dollars in front of his his like seven or eight year old child. Then he puts two Oreo cookies uh, on the left yep. in front of his child. Then he tells his child. Which one do you want? You want $10,000 or you want these two Oreo cookies? The seven-year-old Terry chose the two Oreo cookies. Of course, of course he would. Yeah, and and the video shows us clearly. And this is not to make fun of kids. It's the the fact that they they lack critical thinking skills at that age. Their brain hasn't completely matured yet. And so it's not a coincidence. It's not a wonder why a kid is going to say, I don't want that pile of money. What's that for? Yeah. Give me those two Oreo cookies. So, uh, yeah, there's a good video on InfoWars that shows that. It's just a 30-second video. Also, finally, billionaire uh, Democrat donor George Soros is financing an army of Gen Z TikTokers to push his extreme left-wing causes and 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 praise President Joe Biden and bash conservatives. Sure. So uh, yeah, so George Soros is dumping through the Open Society, which is his, his nonprofit organization. He's shelling out five point five million dollars to other nonprofits to accelerate uh, the action for the upcoming elections. In other words, he's got his woke foot soldiers uh, ready to go to battle on behalf of of uh, of, uh, of abolishing border enforcement defunding the police and ending cash bailout according to their website unbelievable it's par for the course for him jesse um before we get to the soul food the good news of jesus christ i want to uh tease somebody and that is when we usually have fulton sheen right after the gospel saint thomas more is going to be bishop sheen's guest you won't want to miss what he says it sounds like he's speaking to the church in 2023 so that's a teaser just let's get some soul food in our soul, if we could, please. Yeah, Terry, today's gospel, mm-hmm. uh, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Yep. Uh, today's gospel is Luke chapter 7, verses 31 to 35. Right. It says, Jesus said to the crowds, to what shall I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They are like children who sit in the marketplace and call to one another. We played the flute for you but you did not dance. We sang a dirge, but you did not weep. For John the Baptist came neither eating food nor drinking wine, and and you said, he is possessed by a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you said, look, he is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is vindicated by all her children the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So this is on the heels of, of our Lord talking about that there is n- there is no no man born of woman greater than John the Baptist. Right now he goes and he's talking now to the the Pharisees and Sadducees, and he's comparing that generation of of unbelieving Israelites. Uh, the fact they didn't believe that he was the Messiah. He compares that generation to children who complain regardless of what games are suggested by by the parents. 
you know, he's saying, you know, we're trying to give you joy. You know, yeah. we piped. Uh, and that's a re- that's a reference to Jesus's ministry. I'm giving you joy, a joy we gave we piped, and then we also gave you somberness, John the Baptist ministry, and you wailed, and both of them were invitations to the kingdom. Yet you refuse both. You refuse my joyful message. Uh, you refuse John the Baptist's uh, strong message. You know, one makes you laugh, one makes you cry. You reject both. Yep. Uh, and then he says at the end, wisdom is justified. In other words, God's children recognize the wisdom announced by Jesus Christ and John the Baptist, and they welcome it as an invitation to enter into the kingdom. But the Pharisees and Sadducees are blind to the wisdom of God. They have nothing but political thoughts, uh, you know, of, of, about a political Messiah. Yeah. They're not looking at Jesus with spiritualized, Terry. Well said, Jess. Before we bring the smartest guy in, I want to... A call, an urgent call to prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. As everybody knows, October 4th, the Senate of Bishops on Senatality be held in Rome. And we're strongly urging everyone to a firm commitment of intercession, not only during the Senate itself, but that you begin immediately, since it's the most pressing concern. The issue at stakes call for a decisive commitment of us, our listeners, Jess and myself, in participating, who... Catholics who literally love the church. What can you do? Number one, prayer, Eucharistic adoration, rosary, supplication to the holy angels, offer holy masses, holy communions for the participation of the Senate, that they will be guided by the Holy Spirit, not by man. You know, revelation doesn't come from man. It comes from God. Number two, fasting. <clears throat> uh, fasting and prayer belong together to obtain special graces, renouncing maybe one meal a day, renouncing at least partially our social media, TV, other entertainment, little sacrifices during the day. This is what Jess and I have been saying for years, but now for the Senate. One, almsgiving. The concrete realization of helping merciful love for one's neighbor is the most efficient part of a commitment. Even very modest alms can be great in the eyes of God in so much as many have been limited means to begin with. Yeah, in California, you're paying six bucks a gallon for gas. That doesn't leave much left, does it? So here's, here's the overall intention. <clears throat> with the Blessed Mother and the Holy Angels and Saints, that we ring a, a, a radiant ring of protection around the Senate members, especially around the Holy Father and the bishops, to place them all in the sacred heart of Jesus. Why are we doing this? Because we are not in management. We're in sales. We can pray for our leaders, and that's what we do, make reparation for the sacrileges that have been going on. All right, let's bring the smartest guy. Oh, can't bring him in. Let's do it quick, Jess. we got 10 seconds. Okay. Here's what he has. Thomas More. He says, if you live in a time that no man will give you good counsel, that's now, nor any man give you good example, that's now, you will see virtue punished and vice rewarded. We see that. But you must stand fast. You must firmly stick to God upon the pain of your life. St. Thomas More says, Jess, suck it up. We're in times like this right now where bad example is there. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess wanted to announce yesterday we put up the... uh, the Spiritual Warfare Conference up for registration. Every year we do this, we, we run out of room. People can't get in, so I thought we'd put it up early to get you an opportunity. And the good news is we held about 625 people 
last year. Now we can hold 1,400, so more than double the amount of people can come because we're using the St. Joseph's Church in Pomona, and it's a huge church. So I want to encourage our listeners, if you didn't get in the last couple of years, I think you should be able to do it now. But don't wait until the last week or two like a lot of people do and then get upset at me. I can't fit it. They ran out of room. Well, come on. Step, step up to it now by going to vmpr.org. Register for the Spiritual Warfare Conference, and you'll get in. I guarantee it. Jesse, what do we got going with this uh, the pro-lifers that are? What's happening? This is, this is very sad. Yeah. The, the Biden administration, and let's just call it like it is, yeah. uh, none of this would be happening so, without his authority and his permission. Yep. Three more pro-lifers are guilty on FACE Act charges. Explain that. They fa- yeah, we're going to get... Go ahead. And, and I just asked myself, I look at all these uh, young anarchists. Yes. Uh, you know, attacking police, yes. uh, ripping off uh, uh, department stores, rip, ripping them off blind, assaulting people on the street, burning courthouses, 274 riots in two years. Yeah. Uh, you don't hear about any of these people being arrested, Terry. Nope. Nope. But, but Biden is definitely going after Catholics, especially pro-life Catholics and traditional Catholics. Right. He knows liberal Catholics are his friends because he's a liberal Catholic, yeah. so... You know, he's not going to do that. The liberal Catholics are his buddies. He's going after traditional Catholics and pro-life Catholics. So three pro-life activists who took part in an October 2002 rescue in a Washington, D.C. abortion facility were each found guilty of felonies that could land them up to 11 years in prison and fines as much as $350,000. So, Terry, what, what he's doing, this is... He's sending a message oh, to anybody, to all of us that are pro-life and traditional Catholics. He's sending a message. I'm not, I've got the power, uh, and I'm going to use it against you. Yeah. If you step out of line, you better just shut your mouth, put your mask on, stay six feet apart, stay inside your house, and uh, work out of your house. I don't even want you driving a car, and if you only drive, drive 15 minutes from your house. Hey, hey, Jesse, if I can interrupt you, just one more thing that you didn't bring up that I think is important. When it talks about these anarchists and who are destroying cities, we've seen videos, like I said yesterday, of uh, Stanford where the whole the whole city is, is is blocked up and boarded up because people can't run their businesses. Think of the amount of of business companies that are out of business and they're not employing people that need to be employed, and because of this not being there's no accountability, the the price of this is affecting lots of people. And here we have some pro-life people who are trying to save lives and they're being punished. So you know that old saying, no good deed goes unpunished? This is a good example of this. And it actually is even happening in our church today. So that doesn't mean we stop doing good needs. We still have to stand up for the unborn. But unfortunately, we have an administration, Jess, and you're just pointing that out, that is hell-bent on trying to stop people from saving the unborn lives. So let's talk about what these face acts are. Okay. <laughs> so these activists here, and I guess you know one of them. I do quite well. 70-year-old Joan Bell, 73-year-old Jean Marshall, 41-year-old Jonathan Darnell mm-hmm. were convict- convicted on felony conspiracies, uh, felony conspiracy at, against rights and violating the fi- Federal Freedom of Access yeah. really? to Clinic really? this Act, <laughs> Give me a known as the FACE Act. 
The FACE Act increases penalties for people who, here it is, who accost or obstruct women who are seeking abortions at clinics or pregnancy resource centers. Terry, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you something. Tell me, and, and we have to just kind of, uh, we have to just slap ourselves in the face with cold water. Yeah. There's a lot of communist laws in our country yeah. already. Yeah. Not in the future, not in 10 years. We are dealing, Terry, with a lot of, like this one here. Yes. Okay. These are communist laws. These are pure tyranny. This is the pure display of an ad- adulterated power. And, and, and I'll tell you, uh, these, these three people in history, they're going to be vindicated and <laughs> they're going to become saints. I'm telling Especially you. Especially when they get to heaven. That's exactly. So according to the Department of Injustice that we, Injustice. we need. Yeah, because yeah, there's no justice there no, today, no, Terry. No. The three activists engaged in a conspiracy to create a blockade of an abortion clinic, and I'm, and I'm sure they're Catholics, I, I have no doubt. The Department of Injustice claims that Bal and Marshall were among a group of activists who forcefully <clears throat> entered the abortion clinic and blockaded two doors with their bodies, furniture, chains, and ropes. The Department of Injustice adds that Darnell <laughs> remained outside of the, abor- of the abortion clinic, but live-streamed the group's activism on social media. According to the Department of Injustice, uh, Marshall and Bell, both females, traveled to Washington, D.C. area to meet with Darnell and others to participate in the protest, which was directed by another activist. Mm-hmm. Joanne Bell's children were in the audience shaking and crying. Bernadette Patel, a pro-life activist who did not partake in the rescue, told Catholic News Agency. Joan took off her red shirt to reveal a bright yellow shirt with the words pro-life written on it. Patel said Jonathan Darnell gave a wave before being escorted out. Jean Marshall brought a doctor's note saying that she was scheduled for a hip replacement, but the judge refused to keep her under house arrest and all were taken away. Chris Bell, Joan's husband, teared up as he went to his car. A hearing for their sentencing is yet to be scheduled. Yeah, they're probably going to treat them like the January 6th prison, uh, yeah. prisoners and uh, and just keep postponing their cases and keep them locked up in jail. Five other pro-life activists who engaged in the demonstration were found guilty of a felony charge of conspiracy against rights and violating the FACE Act. Those These activists are also awaiting sentencing. Another activist pleaded guilty and did not take his case to trial. When Democrats are in power, Terry, yeah. uh, felonies are made misdemeanors and misdemeanors are made felonies. Isn't that interesting? Yep. Uh, how, you know, Jesse, here's the big, the big kicker. We've got people who are willing to lay their life down for these babies. They're taking the ultimate. They're going to they're gonna go in prison. I know Joan says she wants to. I just saw the article. She says, I'm just going to live like a cloistered nun in prison. I'm just going <laughs> to live in the presence of God and make reparation. I just thought, man, this girl, she's got it. She really does. And the point of I'm making here, Jesse, is we're living in a culture, like you just said about communism, these laws are not for the people. They're, they're actually um, causing such havoc in our culture that uh, we now are saying it's a good thing to kill the future of our future citizens. Jesse, if we were looking at a species, like let's say uh, dolphins, and they were killing their babies, we would say there's something wrong with this group. The dolphins aren't getting their vitamin B or they're not getting this. Or We're going to figure out why would they kill their, their offspring. Well, you know what? 
We have the same problem, but you know what? We know what the solution is. It's called sin. We got to root it out of our culture. And that's the only way we're, because sin makes you stupid. And anybody who says killing unborn babies is a good thing, they're stupid. Yeah. Uh, well, that's short and sweet. Why don't right I really tell you what I think, Jeff? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll tell you, the most dangerous place for Catholics today that's right. is praying in front yep. of an abortion clinic. Yep. Yep. Okay. First of all, not only are you dealing with demons, okay, literally demons, evil spirits. Tell spirit. us why the demons yeah. are there, Jesse, because of uh, their, their love because for killing a, a, unborn babies. Because every abortion yeah. is a blood sacrifice that's to right. Satan. Yep. It, it's that, that's what Satanists will tell you. That, Satanists will tell you this themselves. Yep. That every abortion is a blood sacrifice to Satan. Wow. And, and so <clears throat> there's demons that are just... You know, like like helicopter moms around these abortion clinics. They're just clinging around these abortion clinics. Also, pro-life pregnancy centers get vandalized. They get firebombed, especially after the Road versus Wade decision yeah. was struck down. And and also, Terry, it's not uncommon. The left has been known to attack innocent pro-lifers praying in front of these abortion clinics. True. You can watch all kinds of videos on the internet yep. where they show pro-lifers doing nothing but praying, getting assaulted by young anarchists, pro-abort anarchists. And now the the Biden administration is targeting pro-lifers. E- exhibit A, Mark Houck, you yep. know, exactly. exhibit, e- exhibit B. Yep. Think about all the priests that I know of that are part of the Red Roses movement that have right. been arrested. Yep. Uh, and now Exhibit C, these innocent women that we're talking about in this article, uh, now it, it goes to show you that the left, Biden, the Democrats, they go after pro-life, pro-lifers, especially when they come into power. Mm-hmm. And there's it's interesting, Terry, but I read another article that oh. said, data shows that that there have been 22 times more attacks on pro-lifers than pro-choice groups since su- the Supreme Court, uh, you know, that gave us, uh, yeah, yeah, overturned. So, so uh, for every one pro-choice person that's attacked for being pro-choice, twenty-two pro-lifers are attacked. What? Well, yeah. Makes so, sense. Yeah. So <laughs> disproportionately in this country, if you're pro-choice, you you know, more than likely you're not going to be attacked. But if you're pro-life. There's a high percentage if you're if you're pro-life and wearing a pro-life T-shirt in public, you will be attacked. Also, there's another article that put out by the Daily Signal that I read, where it's talking about that the Department of Injustice, uh, the officials they're admitting Terry, yeah, and they're admitting that they're targeting pro-lifers. Oh yeah, uh, and so. This is as a response to Roe versus Wade. The article's on DailySignal.com. It's it's called DOJ Official Admits Targeting Pro-Lifers is a Response to Overturning the Roe versus Wade. Uh, Je- so, yeah. Jesse, just so you know, what you just said is what Fulton Sheen told us yesterday when he said, everyone who's conscious of sin knows that his sin deserves punishment. But if a sin or guilt is denied, like abortion is denied, the need for punishment finds its outlet vicariously in the love of violence visited upon others. Well, of course they're going to be violent, Jesse. They have no conscience. That's all. Yeah, and Think uh, about it. and I'll and I'll tell you. Tell me, brother. Um, this country. This is the issue that divides the country. Too. It really does, Jess. 
It, it really, this is the battle line right here. What is, you know, when does human life start? What is human life? Is a baby a human person? Everything revolves around this. I mean, uh, this is common sense. We know this through natural law, but the left, Harry, they use all their, what's called sophistry and all their, yeah. you know, this, uh, you know, false argumentation oh, to yeah. confuse law information Catholics yeah. that abortion is okay. And Jesse, until we bishops, right, and lay people stand up for the evil that's going on in our country, it will continue to go on. And that's what we're going to talk about when we come back, about the COVID is on the rise. Which states now protect churches from closures? The churches that are going to close are the ones who say, oh, well, we can't, we can't stop the state from doing that. Why not? Why not? That's what I asked the bishop. That's what I asked us. Stay with us. We'll be back to talk about that and much more. Hey, Jesse, I remember Bishop Strickland said we have to become like first century Christians again. Didn't they have a lot of struggles with the state? You bet. The first uh, 300 uh, years. That's exactly. Uh, they were on. They were to be a Christian in the first 300 years <laughs> under the Roman Empire. Yeah. You're, you're basically second class, a, a, a second class citizen or even a fugitive. Exactly. Yeah. You're a fugitive from justice. So there we are again, Jess. More things change. More things are the same. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're back. I to so, exactly man. where these uh where the, the the history of the church when you go back uh you know we're exactly were the the catholics were in the first 300 years of catholic christianity mm-hmm. and i'm going to show you there's a website that's very interesting mm-hmm. it's put out by catholic news agency mm-hmm. uh and and what they've done i think they're i think they're part of ewtn right terry I th- uh, yes i believe so they were bought out yeah by, yep yeah, so it says COVID is on the rise again. Mm-hmm. Which states now protect churches from closure? Uh, it says here, after hitting their rec- their lowest rec- recorded levels since the start of the pandemic in early summer, COVID-19 masks have begun to increase again, raising the specter of new mask mandates and recalling the early days of the pandemic <clears throat> when fears of COVID outbreaks led much of society to shudder including controversially many churches around the country. Yet yet legal protections afforded to churches have evolved considerably since the start of the pandemic. Many states have passed explicit protections for houses of worship, ensuring either that they will not be forced to shudder again amid a future health emergency or that they will not be treated more harshly than other essential services allowed to remain open. So the Catholic News Agency, they compiled data uh, on which states now protect houses of worship yep. as essential and which ones do not. So we're going to, Terry and me, we're going to peruse the map and we're going to let you know. <laughs> uh, it, it, when you look at the map, it's states that are gray, no protections are offered. So if they impose a mass mandate, uh, that state's going to go into full co- communist compliance. And Jesse, can I jump in and say that yeah. we know that uh, statistically 40% of Catholics who stop going to church after COVID, only 4 out of 10 say they're back in church. So we lost 60% of those people who were going to church, but because we acquiesced to the state and closed our churches, 
60% of those folks where that were going to church are no longer going. I mean, that's a pretty hefty price to pay, Jess. That's right. So, Terry, the, the, this U.S. map of the 50 states, yeah. the, the, the states that are gray, the governor offers no protection if, uh, if these COVID-19 religious cult uh, protocols are rolled out again. Uh, there's going to be communist enforcement of masks. Yep. Then the, you have other states that are light purple, light right. purple. Those states, they've issued some protections in case the government tries to roll out the communist COVID uh, uh, protocol lockdowns again. Then there are states that are deep purple, yep. deep purple. And it says in those states, which are only a few, Religious services will be protected under law. Uh, it can, we, can we name some of those states like Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, Montana, Florida? What's what do all those states have in common, Jesse? Well, they got. I guess they got pretty so, good. The red states. Yeah, they're red. Let's just be honest. What call it? What yeah. it is? Yeah, you got South Carolina. Also has the yeah uh, South Carolina. They have a uh, religious service will will be protected under another lockdown. Mm-hmm. Also, Tennessee. Yep. Is uh is no there's going to be no lockdown if there's uh another pandemic also ohio indiana uh, no no lockdowns for indiana that's right i'm I'm clicking here clicking another one here in the corner new hampshire no no lockdowns if uh arkansas no lockdowns if uh, there's another covid crisis uh, Oklahoma, no lockdowns. Religious services will continue as well. Right. Uh, South Dakota, uh, yeah, yep. Montana, Arizona, yep. and yep. Texas. There you go. So, what's what's that mean? Well, every U.S. diocese curtailed the public celebration of Mass back in 2020. Unfortunately, all, all our bishops just they they caved did. into the fear. Yeah. They caved into the fear at the outset of the pandemic. What I call plandemic scandemic, mm-hmm. the COVID nineteen religious cult. Many in response to state or local laws are the, the bishops. They just they just acquiesced to state and local law. They didn't push back, which varied widely in their strictness towards religious services. Data from earlier this year shows that in person mass attendance yep. among Catholics has yet to return to pre pandemic level. It probably won't return, Jesse. We've lost them. And only about four in ten U.S. Ca- ten Catholics, yep. U.S. Catholics, yep. say they attend mass in person as often as they did before the pandemic. A quarter of all Catholics say they attend; they now attend less often. Yep. And there's there's now legal precedent at the federal level suggesting that states may may never shut down worship entirely again. And can limit indoor capacity at houses of worship to at most 25% of normal. The Supreme Court ruled back in November 2020 that New York state restrictions, which included restrictions on the number of attendees at worship services during the coronavirus pandemic, constituted a violation of the First Amendment protection of free religious exercise. Glad to hear it. And data from the New York Times show that daily COVID hospitalizations among those 70 and older have doubled from near roughly 2,000 per day across the U.S. in July to 4,300 a day in mid-September of this year. So the number of weekly deaths attributed to COVID remains at an all-time low despite 
a very slight uptick in recent weeks. The CDC issued new recommendations since September 12th, Mm -hmm. advising everyone six months and older to get an updated COVID-19 to protect against the potentially serious outcomes of COVID-19 illness this fall and winter. Yeah, Terry, so uh, they're... Those are the facts. Yeah. And and uh, Jesse, here's the big thing again. We have to become like first century Christians again. I know this sounds like, oh, you're a radical Romero barber. Cut it out. Can't you just get along? No, because one of the things we have as a Christian is that the worship of God is a right that we have by given by God, not by the state. Okay, and we know that in our Constitution, it's not the state that gives these these rights to us, uh, God given rights of of freedom and religion. It's God. And so nobody can tell us, nobody can tell us we can't worship our God. And if they do, over history, that's always been the fruit of martyrdom. People die for not being able to worship. Are we that weak in this country that we're just going to acquiesce because, you know, I like what I get to do every day? I mean, I don't want to pay a price. I mean, can't can I just look the other way this time and just say, hey, uh, I'll just take some time off? No, Jesse, well, you know it as I do it. When you're in love with Jesus Christ, you want to worship God. You do not want yes. anybody to get in the way of your worship of God. And I think that's what the state is doing, Jess, is and trying to stop yeah, us. Exactly. You want to spend as much time with him as possible. Yeah. Terry, I just clicked on to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention Uh-oh, website. Uh-oh, what's there now? Okay, here's what it Here said. comes, everybody. This was a press release September 12th. So that was a, a week and a half ago. <laughs> September 12th, 2023. Uh, media relations. It says the CDC recommends everyone six months and older yeah. get an updated COVID-19 vaccine oh, yeah. to protect against the potentially serious outcomes of COVID-19 illnesses fall and winter. Updated COVID-19 vaccines from Pfizer and BioTech and Moderna will be available later this week. <laughs> Vaccinations remain the best protection against the COVID-19 related hospitalizations and death. Vaccination also reduces your chance of suffering the effects of long COVID, Mm -hmm. which can develop during or following acute infection and last for an extended duration. If you have not received a COVID-19 vaccine in the past two months, get an updated updated COVID-19 vaccine to protect yourself this fall and winter. The virus that causes COVID-19 is always changing and protection from COVID-19 vaccines declines over time. Uh, so I'm not going to read anymore. No, that's Terry, enough. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's the same old song they sang. Yeah. About. And you know what's really funny? <laughs> not funny, ironic. These folks were wrong two and a half years ago, and they're wrong now. And it seems like when are we going to get the message that says, you know what? I, you guys, I'll give you an example. I asked this question about the mask. You keep talking about masking up. Florida didn't mask up. California did. And you look at the rates of infection from California and Florida, and there's no difference. Now, my I, I'm not that smart, Jess, but you know what? It showed again the masks have no effect on the virus. So why have the mask? That's my question. Yeah, Terry, this whole, this whole COVID-19, it's a religious It is. Cult. It is. They don't want, you know what else, Jesse? They're afraid to die. They think that if we can just... Stay, we'll never die. Oh, disease, I can't do that. I'm going to die. Yeah, guess what? Get over it. Nobody gets out alive. 
We all are going to face it. I just think that we have this uncanning idea that if we just take the right pills and, and get the right vaccinations, we're going to live to be 150. And they're wrong. Well, here's what they did. The, the COVID mafia. Yeah. With uh, with this COVID lockdowns and the COVID religion. Yeah. From the left. Yeah. This is how they were able to steal an election. Number one. Number two, we've, we've, they've already determined, Terry, that this virus came from China. Yep. And uh, uh, again, there's, there, there hasn't been any repercussions. China's not paying any no. repercussions. No. Uh, and, and let's just, in times past, we would call viruses, you know, we would say that, you know, the Spanish flu or, right. you know, the, the German measles. Yeah, this is the China virus. You know, people just not politically it, correct to say yeah, that. Just. Yeah. In times past, we've always identified yep. viruses by where they came from. That's exactly right. Not this yes. time. Yeah. Well, but this time you say the China virus, they say hey, you're, you're a racist. You're a racist. Uh, just no. up, up next, we've got our friends from Church Militant on an update on what's going on in the Catholic world with the news that they put out every single day. Stay with us. I have to run myself, but... Uh, we appreciate all your support here that you've been giving us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We'll be back in a moment after a quick break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. This is our Wednesday update about uh, what's happening in the church, the culture, and politics with our church militant anchor, Brad Eli. Brad, how's it going, my friend? Good to see you. Not too bad, Jesse. Um, I apologize. My uh, vaccinations aren't up to date right now, and I'm not wearing my mask, but otherwise I'm doing okay. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you live in one of those uh, states where tyranny is, uh, is, is, the, is the order of the day by the government. Yeah, you're encouraged to uh, drive around inside your car with your windows up and your mask on and uh, make sure you get your latest booster every every couple weeks. So you, you can't be too careful, Jesse. You know what? It's funny, Brad, but this they're, they they take us they take us for fools. Uh, so how many boosters do we have to take to set us to be government compliant? Uh, I mean, if anybody can't can't realize what they're trying to do, then uh, they, they, I, 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 there's no hope for the person. I mean, these people, this is classic uh, Bill Gates, depopulation through vaccination. He said it, he's, he's on public saying this, and uh, boy, oh boy, the government's going to continue trying to vaccinate us or vaccinate us out of existence. Well, yeah, I mean, even if you just took it down to like a used car salesman and you keep going back to a used car salesman, and he says, I have a service plan for you, and I'm going to tell you what you need to do to keep this car that I sold you running. And, and everything I tell you, no matter how expensive or how repetitious, uh, you know, you have to continue to do. Well, there's kind of a vested interest in all that. So when the same uh, group of people who are making money off of this are the ones who are actually telling you this is what you got to do, uh, there's a little bit of nepotism going on. Uh, and that's just at the lowest. I mean, that's the lowest common denominator conspiratorial thing you can say about the whole thing follow the money follow the money exactly first timothy i forget i think chapter 6 verse 10 so what's going on my friend what uh, what what are the pressing issues of the day well the big bombshell was dropped by bishop athanasius schneider it's good that he did that 
uh, a lot of Catholics are divided over the whole issue, of, and they're really distracted uh, on, you know, is the Pope a heretic, is he a valid Pope, or any of all that. And Bishop Schneider, who's actually very much um, uh, respected by those who are proffering a lot of these different theories out there, uh, was the guy who actually spoke up. So it was just kind of a, a double blessing in that, in that way. And he came off with a letter. It was actually dated on the 18th, but on Wednesday, but actually uh, pretty much blowing up social media today, yesterday late. Uh, just came out right off the bat. No authority. No one has the authority. Uh, there is no authority, he says, to declare or even consider an elected and generally accepted pope as an invalid pope. But, you know, there's so many armchair theologians out there who quote one little thing from here there out of context. And we've gone from uh, uh, being, uh, you know, uh, Protestant in the sense of, um, you know, Bible fundamentalist to uh, magisterial fundamentalist. We'll pick and choose uh, certain phrases and, and, and pit them against each other. He goes on even to address uh, an election. A lot of people bring up that concern, you know, invalid election. And he said that would be uh, de facto healed through the general acceptance of the new elected uh, pope by the overwhelming majority of the cardinals and bishops. So even there, if you got something that didn't go according to Hoyle ahead of time, is healed de facto, he said, by the overwhelming majority acceptance of the cardinals and bishops of the Pope when he walks on the loggia, which actually did happen. Then he actually also addresses uh, the, the current uh, sad state of some people who are actually saying that, well, I, I believe the Pope's a heretic and therefore he lost the office. And because of that, and he said a her heretical Pope will not automatically lose office uh, and there is no body within the church to declare him as such and depose him um, because of heresy. He said, he brought up the word conciliarism, which came out of the 15, 1400s, where he said it's a heresy that people say that there is a, a, a body within the church, you know, ecumenical council without the Pope, or the College of Cardinals, they call it, you know, an imperfect college without the head of the college, the Pope, that would, uh, and they said he, none of these can issue anything legally binding, no binding judgment over the Pope. Uh, and then he gives some assurance that says it's a dogmatic fact, a dogmatic dogma of faith, that the Pope cannot teach heresy speaking ex cathedra. Well, we've had very, very few ex cathedra statements uh, on uh, you know, the Immaculate Conception and uh, on Pius IX and Pius XII uh, and the Assumption. Other than that, you haven't had much for ex cathedra statements out there. But he said on off-the-cuff remarks, you know, there can be doctrinal ambiguities and and uh, even some errors that creep in there. And the basic bottom line is resist the errors and, and not the Pope. So um, quite a bombshell, really. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how the um, uh, set of the contests and a lot of the traditional uh, people out in, in the land. And, and Schneider celebrates proudly the traditional Latin mass. So he checks all the boxes for the people who want to hear these things from uh, somebody spoken to authority. And, Really, Cardinal Burke actually said a lot of this stuff earlier on, about 2017, 2018. So a lot of good confirmation coming there, very much needed, very much uh, those stories are very much in the news uh, today and being bandied about. So it was a timely, um, very odd that some bishop actually came out and dropped such clarity uh, on issues that were really plaguing Catholics today. That's, you know, it's, uh, Brad, people have been asking me for a long time about this issue, and uh I'm not going to boast, but I think just uh, a, a good lot of a good lot uh, uh, a lot of street cop common sense. I've been telling people for years, okay, 
Nobody can depose the Pope. Well, Jesse, you're a nobody. I'm just telling you. I'm a retired street cop. Okay? I, I, I know the law. I know authority. Uh, you, you don't have any authority to depose him. Uh, you don't have an authority to depose a judge or the district attorney because you don't like the fact that he threw your case out of court. My street experience as a retired cop told me this months, years ago when I started hearing people saying, he's not the Pope, he's not the Pope. I'm saying, they're wrong. They're, n- nobody has the authority to depose him. Yeah, you can correct him in charity. Uh, you can refuse to obey an unlawful order. Uh, people separate themselves from him going to the SSPX and s- as such. Or, but you can't declare him deposed. Uh, just natural yeah. law. I knew that through natural law, and now it's good that I have a heavyweight like Bishop Athanasius Snyder coming down and saying what I've known through natural law you cannot do. It's really good, Jesse, because so many people will write into us, and you know, you spend a long time researching and answering the question and bringing up this and that, and they're like, you know, at the end of the day, I just don't believe you. And it's like, oh, but if you can have a bishop really a bishop who actually is saying these things. And you can just put a link there and say, he's saying it better than anybody. And he's a guy that's respected on the right and the alt-right uh, and the far alt-right uh, in, the, in the Catholic Church and the, and the band there. So uh, one other thing, when he said you don't automatically lose office, I want to just throw out real quickly here, there's material and formal heresy. All of us probably in our lifetime, at some point in our life, have been material heretics. That just means we got our catechism wrong. We said something wrong. We didn't have it exactly lined up or whatever. I misspoke. Oh, did I say four persons in the Trinity? Oh, wow, I was off that day. What, what was I thinking? That's material heresy. You got it wrong. Formal heresy is when you're corrected by someone in authority, lays out the, you know, the teaching of the church. Here's the council trend. Here's what the Pope said, blah, blah, blah. This is what the Bible says. And it's legit. And you know it's legit. And you're like, no, I'm right. The church is wrong. That's when material turns to formal, and that's what they mean by manifest heresy. When it's manifested, not that, oh, I, I saw something on social media, therefore I judge you because it's manifest to me that it's material heresy. No, it's manifest because a per, uh, authority figures in the church, Burke, say, or whoever, comes out and says, this is what the teaching of the church is, and you are saying, okay, this is what I believe, and I'm right, and you're wrong. The church is wrong. Now, that's never happened. That's not uh, in the cards for us here. We're not saying anything that would happen or not. But I'm just saying the distinction there, formal heresy is going beyond just getting it wrong. But when you know what the church is, you're presented with church teaching and you say, no, I'm right, the church is wrong. That's when it's formal heresy. That's where the sin is involved. And that's where there can be separation from the church and all those type of things. But that has to happen with the manifest, um, you might say, Correction by those who actually lay it all out there, and even uh, just uh, really quick, Dubai uh, in, in in Abu Dhabi. When you say uh, God wills our religions, three years later he comes out and says, "Well, I just meant permissive will." Oh, you mean just like God permits the devil to act in the world, and God permits evil, and God permits me to sin and you know fall on my face? Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, why didn't you say that? We're talking, you know, we we. It sounded like you're saying God in his will of good pleasure, his antecedent will, before anything of consequence comes out, I will from the get-go all these things. And that's the way all the people took it. So bad pastoral practice, yes. Heresy, no. And that's why it's hard to pin these things down, especially if you're just hearing little bits bits and pieces here and there. God bless Bishop Schneider. He did great work. I'm thanking him very, you know, publicly that he came out and did this. What else have we got? Uh, 
Uh, what else we got here is the uh, Church Militant teamed up with Tradition Family and Property, great group, and also the Westchester County Pro-Life, and they were out in um, Scarsdale, New York, protesting a talk by Father James Martin, uh, same guy that glad hands with the Pope, and that's part of the problem here. You know, people see those type of things. Uh, anyway, Father James Martin's out there to talk at the parish. Uh, it happened to be called St. Pius X Parish, but nothing to do with the St. Pius X movement or anything. And he's out there talking to the church, saying, you know, God made you gay, and you need to accept your gaynicity, and, you know, just accept it and be good, you know, be gay, and, and uh, gay is good, and all this type of stuff. And there's never once bringing people out of their fallenness. All of us have fallen, broken human nature. My goodness, none of us go to confession for a lot of times the same type of mm. sins that we've been going to confession for for a while. Mm. Uh, and everybody has their own teapot that's, you know, steaming in one direction or the other. So, you know, to, to, to give somebody else a pass and say, no, God wills that you're gay and he made you this way and all that, it violates church teaching and all this. Why is this guy not corrected? Why is he not defrocked? And why aren't you honest Father James Martin, to say, look, I believe I don't believe what the Catholic Church teaches, so I'm going to take off my collar and go be my own. But he knows if he does that, he'll be a nobody. He'll be a nobody. Nobody cares. No one will listen to him. And it's a sad thing, the hypocrisy. But a lot of a lot of problems, you know, on Judgment Day for people who don't correct when they should, who actually are silent instead of correcting, who don't stand up for the truth. But uh, it's the way it is. Uh, finally, we got a Kenyan bishop, Archbishop. Uh, he's out there decrying the Supreme Court in, in uh, uh, Mombasa, Kenya. And they uh, gave official status to a uh, pro-gay pro group out there. Says if you legalize something, it means you're promoting it. He's going to be at the Vatican Senate. Pope saying, hey, don't uh, criminalize. Maybe they'll have a talk. Next Brad, time. that's a wrap, my friend. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. God All bless right. you, my friend. God bless you, Jesse. You've been listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Uh, remember, live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Pray a rosary every day. Go to Mass as often as possible. Uh, live in a state of grace. Go to monthly confession. And remember, uh, become holy or die trying. We'll see you next time. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. God bless you. Keep the faith. <laughs>